What's going on? This is Rob and Andre Irving. How to do? And this is the Rob and Dre Talk Stuff Podcast Holiday Edition. Holiday Edition. So, so what we got? What we talking about today? Uh, favorite and maybe some unfavorite holiday movies. <laughs> uh, various different things throughout the years, spanning a uh, whatever era we may feel and think of. But more more than likely our childhood, eh? Yeah, a little bit of childhood. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Nostalgia is always good. Right. So where are we starting off? You, what's your favorite? My favorite is a Christmas story. What's that about? Uh, Christmas story is a old film. Uh, came out in the eighties, but it's set in like the nineteen fifties or so, I think. And it's about this young boy. Uh, he's about nine or ten years old, and he wants this uh, Red Rider BB gun. For Christmas. <laughs> and it's my absolute favorite, 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 okay. all-time favorite um, Christmas movie ever. Probably the NRA's favorite, too. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's no uh, NRA plugs in the film. No. Nah, because it, it is a BB gun, so it's kind of a toy gun. Mm-hmm. But but I, I, it clicks with me because we've all had that one present right. that we wanted and nagged our parents for yeah. incessantly every day thinking of all kinds of schemes to try to convince them to get it and everything else. So that's that's the Christmas story, except for his his case, it's the Red Rider BB gun. And um, he, he does a school report about this. Uh, the teacher shuts him down. It's like all throughout the movie, people are like shutting him down because everyone keeps telling him he's going to shoot his eye out. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, man, but I want it. And it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Like he does like. He has a pl- one of the uh, angles. He has a plot for uh, subliminal messaging. Okay, and he plants an ad in his mother's magazine for her to read it and to try to you know coax her along. So maybe yeah. she'll see it and all of a sudden buy him this BB gun. It's, it's super cool though. Okay, so I'm looking at the poster, right? And so it's funny because it says this movie came out in '83, so that's the year we were born. Yes. But it looks like the kid from Jerry Maguire. That's what always gets me because I always want to be like, yo, the movie with the kid from Jerry Maguire, he looks just like him. No, no, because um, Peter Billingsley is all, that's who played uh, young Ralphie, who's the main character okay. in the movie. Peter Billingsley, he's like, he's on, he's he's up in the years now. He's like, not like super old, but he's like middle aged. Yeah. Uh, he's producing and directing now, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. But I don't know if I've seen it. I think I've seen it like in passing, but I've never seen it, seen it before. It's like this. That's something for our WPIX episode because I feel like they played it on there all the time. They played it on. They played on WPIX. They usually um, do a marathon of it on it on TBS oh, every wow. every year during Christmas, and they'll play it like literally back to back. So it'd be like <laughs> it ends and then it restarts, and then it ends and then it restarts, yeah. and it ends and it restarts. And I actually watch it on on Blu-ray oh, wow. every year. And I've been <clears throat> forcing it upon my girlfriend. Uh, last Christmas, she goes, "Oh, we gotta watch this again." I said, "Yes, <laughs> all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time." <laughs> oh man! So I'm trying to think. After it's funny because after we talked the other day and decided to do this, literally five minutes after this movie, who I've seen it before. You ever see Four Christmases with mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn? It's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. It came on the television. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna watch this because it's for." A podcast, but I've seen it, but I saw it in the movies and it's hilarious. So it has, it's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. They, um, they're a couple and they're pretty, they've been dating for a few years, but they haven't spent Christmas at home with their families before. Any BB guns in this? No, no BB guns. No oh. BB, there's MMA fighting though, UFC fighting. Oh, John, okay. John Favreau plays a crazy ass UFC MMA fighter. 
who's Vince Vaughn's brother and he beats his ass. So no one grabs a BB gun though? Not that I can remember. BB oh. gun, no. Oh, okay. There's a lot of shenanigans. That's so definitely <laughs> falling off roofs and all that stuff. But like the premise is they usually go like away for Christmas and they don't tell their families. So they act like they're busy. Mm. So they're about to go on a cruise. Something happens. They end up on the news. The family realizes, oh, they're actually in town. And now they have four different Christmases to go to because both of their parents are divorcees. So you got John Voight plays Reese Witherspoon's father. I forget who plays the mother. This came out uh, recently? No, it came out about seven or eight years ago. Okay. Maybe, yeah, like somewhere between 2011 and 2014. Real funny movie. Uh, My favorite part is Vince Vaughn. As these two older brothers were MMA fighters, John Favreau plays one of them. And he has this, you know, Vince Vaughn are going these riffs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so he goes off talking about, uh, oh, man, what did he say? It was, uh, he was complaining. He was like, oh, growing up in my house was like Shawshank. But I have a nice, well-spoken black man to ease me through my troubles. It was <laughs> Why he's getting his ass whooped? <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's not. It's a good one. It's a good one. You got to check that one out. I'll give it a shot. Give it a <laughs> shot. You got to check out a Christmas story. Yes, we can trade. Right, right, right. So one that we both seen before. Oh, Gremlins. Yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, one of the things that that as an overarching theme is sometimes people look at certain movies as not Christmas movies, right. and we won't, won't have to say like what would constitute a Christmas movie. Um, well, you can say something that happens during the holidays. Right. Um, there's an overarching Christmassy kind of theme, whether you actually celebrate Christmas or not. And you can still be in the mood and have the spirit, you know, of giving and so on and so forth. Uh, and in this case with the Gremlins, you got little monsters known as Gremlins. For those that are <laughs> unaware, there's another film that came out in the 80s. And uh, Gremlins start off as these little fuzzy, cute creatures called Mogwai. Yeah. And our main character for the film of Gremlins gets a Mogwai for Christmas. <laughs> Gizmo. Yes. <laughs> so, get, and then uh, the theme is, for those that are also unaware with the whole concept behind uh, the Mogwais to Gremlins uh, shtick, I should say, is you can't, they have rules. You can't feed them after midnight mm-hmm. and you can't get them after wet. So you can't get them wet. Get them after wet. Yeah. <laughs> after wet after midnight um yeah can't feed them can't feed them after midnight and you're not supposed to get them wet uh-huh. right because if you get them wet they multiply like literally like you put water on it and it's like pew 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 and then more pop out and then if you feed them after midnight the maguires turn into these malicious monsters known as gremlins right so when when they get wet they turn into other magwai right yeah more magwais pop out and then after they eat after if they eat after midnight, then they, they turn, turn into the these reptilian-looking yes. shark-toothed uh, malicious beings known as gremlins. Right. And both of them were Christmas movies, right? Wasn't the second one around Christmas too? Uh, the, second one, the second one, the second one wasn't around Christmas time, but it, it did take it take place in uh, New York New City York. though. Yeah. yeah, well, New York Trumps Christmas. <laughs> 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 so yeah, um, Gremlins, another one that. As a kid, scared the shit out of me. I don't think I saw Gremlins in this society until later in life. Because <laughs> it's fucking Gremlins. Yeah, it, it was. It is a. It does have a little horror tang to it. It's like, but it's like comedic kind of. Yeah, horror. it's a horror yeah. comedy. But the, the Gremlins are. Um, 
They do kill a couple people in this one. <laughs> the first one was a little more brutal than the second one, right? The second yes. one was like all out comedy. Yeah, because I actually, because I actually picked up on this later on, uh, like in the re- recent couple of years. Like the director originally wanted it to be a horror film, mm-hmm. and then they lightened the tone because uh, Spielberg uh, was producing, right? And which is actually creates like some kind of funky overlap in a lot of ways because they also used the uh, the Hill Valley set. Uh, oh, from, from Back to the Future. From Back to the Future. So the Hill Valley, uh, like the whole street with the clock tower and yeah. stuff, that's the same street from Gremlins. They use the exact really? same set. They just repurposed it. Oh, wow. And they actually, Gremlins was shot before Back to the Future. So the oh, Gremlins wow. set became the Back to the Back Future to the set. Future set. And, and I mean, everybody's used Hill Valley. Yeah. So I think it finally burnt down, like I think after one of the nutty professors, but they even used it. So <laughs> Hill Valley was around forever. So everybody and their mama been on the Gremlin Street. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, man. And then um, it was something I was watching the other day. Same day, actually, after we had that conversation, um, Netflix has a series called The Movies That Raised Us or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about how... Who directed that? Was it Joe Dante or Chris Columbus that directed um, Gremlins? One of them wrote it and one of them directed it. And um, they were all like, they all ran in the same crew. It was like John Hughes. Chris Columbus was like John Hughes' protege. And yeah, Joe Dante directed Joe Dante. And I think Chris Columbus wrote it. Um, And he was like John Hughes' protege. And so John Hughes, the the great uh, John Hughes, the with the father of like the teen um, rom com, he uh, <laughs> he wrote a film. Yeah, he wrote a, a film that we all know and love, and got Chris Columbus, who wrote Gremlins, to direct it. And this was like either his first film he was directing or his second film, but it was Home Alone. <laughs> hmm. Another classic class. Yeah, everything's clicking together. Right, right, right. You find amazing things when you dig a little. Right. Right. So the episode, uh, the Home Alone episode of uh, Movies That Raised Us, they were talking. Now, I didn't know this. They filmed that movie, all the interiors for the, the house. Yeah. A shot in a high school gym. Like they, they built sets in a high school gym. That I did not know. Yeah. And it's so everything is in it's everything's in this gym and everything's actually in this high school. And it's the the same high school that they used in like all the John Hughes movies. Mm. It was abandoned because, you know, all his movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. uh, Chicago, because he didn't really want he didn't really fool Hollywood like that. Also, if you want to do a little bit of a quick plug. So you got the writer of Gremlins Mm -hmm. becoming the director of Home Alone. So you got, you know, monsters eating people. And then he goes on to direct. Um. (laughs) <laughs> a young pre preteen adolescent boy <laughs> being left by his parents <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> to fend for himself while his house gets robbed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> by Joe Pesci. By Joe Pesci. Right, 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 right. Oh man, they were talking about how uh, crazy Joe Pesci was on set because it's like, you know, he's just a saying the F word every three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so evidently when he was reading the script. Since it didn't have any curses, he would have to throw curses in. So if you realize there's a 
throughout the movie, like every time he gets hit, he, he's like, he created that just so he, <laughs> just so he could low key curse in the movie because he's so used to cursing. <laughs> right, right, right. And that was like the name of it. <laughs> but it was so many tidbits from this movie. It's a real good series. Netflix, like I said, um, <clears throat> the other guy who was the bad guy, they initially offered it to him. He passed on it because he said the money wasn't good enough. You talking about Daniel Stern? Yeah, Daniel Stern. The other wet bandit. Right, wet bandit. So Daniel Stern passed on it. Uh, and then they cast another dude. Um, and you've seen him in everything. I can't remember his name, but him and Joe Pesci didn't really have the chemistry. Right, right. So they begged Daniel Stern to come back. And Daniel Stern was like, yeah, you know. Pay me. Right. <laughs> Not even pay me, though. He was just like, yo, that would have been the dumbest career move of my life. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you see him in a lot of other stuff, but you really don't see him like that anymore. Yeah. And then they were talking about just like, you know, gangbusters that movie did because it was a low budget film. Movie was like $10 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going up against. Yeah, it made $476.7 million. And it was like number one for like 13 weeks. But that was when movies were different. Like movies, you could put them in the theater and allow them to grow. Now, these days, like if it's not number one or number two in the first week. It gets yanked. Yeah, it gets taken out to the pasture. But um, he was saying that by the time the movie came out, he was filming City Slickers. And yes. so every every week, uh, who else was in it? Um, who was the star of City Slickers? Isn't Billy Harry Crystal? Yeah, yeah, Billy Crystal. Uh, he was like, Billy Crystal would come up like every week. Like, yo, you're number one again. You're number one. So like, I used to feel like he was hot shit mm-hmm. with all these other big name actors. But he has the number one movie like consistently every week. So... Yeah, that's a good one, man. What are some dope moments from Home Alone? Now, yeah, there's a there's there's quite a few. Um, I, my personal favorite is um the the gangster movie. Like it's like a movie within a movie <laughs> in the show, and uh, the main character is played by Macaulay Culkin, uh, named Kevin McAllister, and it's um he's watching this gangster movie and that's within the film itself called uh, Angels with Filthy Souls, <laughs> <laughs> and he actually reuses the same gag from the film. Where one of the gangsters he confronts the uh, another gangster and they basically shoots him dead with a Tommy gun and after he's done yeah. he goes keep the change you filthy, filthy animal, animal. <laughs> <laughs> you know that movie that movie I just found out recently wasn't a real movie they just created it for yeah me. Yes. I thought I thought that was a real movie yeah and they actually brought it back for the Home Alone sequel the Home Alone two yes because he reused it he reused it again yeah yeah filthy animal. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few, and also like you got the the house gags, you know, you're setting all these traps and mm. stuff in the house, and then and this movie came out like 1990, so I was like seven years old, and right? I'm watching all this stuff, and I'm like, oh man, it'd be cool to build some of that stuff. <laughs> Don't know who I'd hit with it, right. but oh, it's so cool. <laughs> Imagine the burglars came to my house. Oh, I got micro machines. Ooh. Right, right, right. <laughs> Rube Ger- Goldberg's uh, love film, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, and then uh, what else? It was they kept talking a lot about that. Um, the scene in the church, just like how that that scene really like brought the whole movie together with the creepy neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he gives them advice, hey, yes, or something. Yeah, and even that soundtrack is crazy because they were like, um, you know, at that time the movie they weren't sure still, you know, 
how it would play. And then um, it's not Danny Elfman. Who's the other big guy? The um, Star Wars guy. Uh, John Williams. John Williams came in and did the music. And then it was just, you know, boom. There's also something really cool. So, like, for those that have been curious about um, the Home Alone Traps, um, the site Nerdist, N-E-R-D-I-S-T, has a little mini series where they try uh, some of the actual Home Alone Traps, like the paint can to the face and uh, heating up the doorknob. And they use, like, a ballistics dummy to, like, show what it would do to your organs and stuff. (laughs) So for those that may want to take things to the next level, to see what damage and stuff would do to an actual human. Yo, talk about (laughs) that. (laughs) But in the name of Home Alone, it's all done for comedic effect. You know? Right. Talking uh, about that, they actually interviewed the stunt dude. And um, the director, Chris Columbus, was like, yo, the way it play, everything plays on screen is, you know, for laughs and whatnot. But he was like, yo, they were really, like, sitting behind the monitors just terrified because this stunt dude was just doing, like, some of the most abusive stuff to himself. Like, <laughs> all of those falls and everything. And this was before... The stuntman union were really as stringent as they are now. And mm-hmm. it was like, it's to the point where, like, in the industry, there's some things where it's just like, it's called, oh, okay, we're about to home alone it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> just off the strength of this dude getting his ass beat. And then I, and he was just like, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, like, yeah, I broke this, broke that, you know, da 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 da. This is what I get paid for. Right, exactly. <laughs> All in the name of a uh, Christmas comedy. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it made, you know, Macaulay Culkin a star and just. Oh, and it was John Candy's last movie. Oh, yes. Yes. I totally uh, he was with his parents. That. Yeah. John Candy was at the airport mm-hmm. with his parents. Yep. John Candy's last movie. So, yeah, that's a that's a, a big classic. And on a personal level, I don't know why it always sticks out to me. My mother took me to see that movie. And the next day of school, like, we saw it on a Sunday, that Monday, I don't know what the hell I did in school, but I got in so much trouble. And the only thing that my mother kept saying was, I took you to see Home Alone and this is how you act on a Monday morning. (laughs) So that'll always stick with me. (laughs) How dare you violate my trust? (laughs) I've blessed you with fun. Right. With my day. (laughs) 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 All right, so next up, we have Okay, it's definitely a Christmas movie, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Absolutely. And actually, someone actually asked me recently if it was a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. Mm. And I said, it's a Christmas movie with Halloween people. This is true. And that's actually one of the, uh, an actually little subtextual theme uh, within the story. So for those that are unaf- unaware with the uh, or unaffiliated with A Nightmare Before Christmas, it's a stop motion animated film and it's the main characters is a uh, character Jack Skellington and mm. Jack Skellington is a uh, skeleton Skellington the skeleton <laughs> uh, and he is the most popular guy in this place called Halloween Town mm. so in Nightmare Before Christmas in that world every you have like the human world and then you have the world for each holiday so there's like a Thanksgiving town a Christmas town right. Halloween Town this particular story actually takes place in Halloween Town and Jack is bored with Halloween. So, you know, they every every year they build up to the big Halloween bash where Jack provides the best scares mm. and everything's like macabre. Everyone's like you got Wolfman and Dracula running around yeah. all the time. But Jack pulls off the best pranks and is the most spookiest person to everyone's delight mm. in Halloween town. 
So he's bored with this because years and years and years of this, he's like, you know, you know, I'm running out of scares. I'm really bored. And he stumbles across the forest with the magic tree and he goes through it and he stumbles into Christmas town. Okay. And he, in the midst of Christmas town, he sees all the lights and the people laughing and the joy and the excitement. And Christmas town, of course, the most popular person in Christmas town is Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And he's amazed and he's enamored by this whole holiday. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you know, he peeks into a couple windows and see people opening presents and he loves it. And he gentrifies Christmas. He, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> he, he tries to. He okay. tries to. Because that, that's like, it. He, he tries, totally tries to appropriate Christmas <laughs> for his people. So he goes back to Halloween town and describes about this whole new thing that that he, he's discovered and some, let's try it. And he convinces the mayor of, of um, Halloween town to try it. Yes, the mayor is the guy with he has two faces. They flip yeah, yeah, literally yeah. back to front and front to back. The character design in this thing is is actually is also amazing. Yeah, especially for the time. Like, yeah. 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 Because I'm also have a I get a chubby about character design in general. Yeah. And um <clears throat> so he convinces the mayor of Halloween Town to try Christmas. And so what he does though, and this is where things kind of go off kilter is he tries to swap places with Santa Claus. So he's going to be Santa Claus for everybody. And he instructs some of the kids from his town to take Santa and hold him for a little bit and treat him nicely. And they don't necessarily do that. (laughs) And he goes, boys will be boys. (laughs) And Jack goes into Christmas town. And, and if you think about it, cause to them, to the Halloween folks, Uh like the macabre bats and scary things are awesome. Right, right, right. And then they, he gives these themed gifts because the Halloween Town people make gifts for the Christmas Town right. people in the spirit of giving. Uh-huh. And he, they drop these gifts off and it just torments everyone. <laughs> like people are opening up and that I remember. giant snakes are popping yeah, yeah, out of yeah. presents and eating the other presents. The Beetlejuice snakes, right? The sand snakes. Yes, was yes, in there. Hey, yes. Yeah, because yeah. uh, the character design is done by um, Mr. Tim Burton. Right. And then for those that are familiar with his his end of things, you know, he's like, you know, that gothic very you know, macabre, very macabre, macabre yeah. style. So it's, yeah, it's a super, super, super cool story. Yeah, I remember I, I had that on VHS. I got it like from McDonald's. Remember McDonald's just did a promotion? Yes, <laughs> yes. But um, it took me years. I didn't. I feel like they didn't promote it as a Disney movie originally. They didn't. They, they did. did. They they did. No, they did not. They, okay. they, 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 it was promoted as Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like even though he didn't direct it, but. Uh, the story and was what he wrote and his old characters that he had while he was working for right. Disney. So Disney actually owned the characters because he did it while he was working at them because Tim Burton was an animator for Disney. Right. Um, before he started directing his own movies. I don't think I knew that. So he had to basically chide in with Disney to yeah. get the stuff to make the movie. And okay. They produced it, but they didn't really pitch it out as a Disney film at all. Right. No. And over the years, now it's Disney. Disney. Yeah, of course, because it popped off. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Loves it, And people still pop that thing out today. Right. And I know I know he has some sort of production deal with them where he, a lot of his animated stuff goes through them. Cool, cool. So another movie on our list, and this one is crazy, um, The Degrees of Separation. Because uh, when we talk about Home Alone, let's say this was Chris Columbus's the first or second film. Originally, he was set to direct another film written by John Hughes, but he didn't mesh well with the lead. So John Hughes took him off of that and gave him Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Yes. That original film, another Christmas classic. You know what it is? Mm -mm. National Lampoon's Christmas. 
And that's Leonard Poon's Christmas vacation. Nobody gets along with Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yes. <laughs> a, a notorious um, onset. I, I can't speak on this, but yeah. this is, these these are the things that people have said. So I'm just <laughs> repeating this. So it's not necessarily my opinion. Right. We don't do much gossip, up, uh, up or down. But supposedly <laughs> this man is a difficult douchebag on set. <laughs> so we've heard. Right, 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 right. We don't know. Right. And who played the wife? It wasn't Faye Dunaway, was it? It wasn't Faye Dunaway. Uh, I always get her right confused um, with Faye Dunaway, though. But um, yeah, that's the classic. That was on the other night, too. I didn't watch it the whole way through. And I haven't seen it in years, but that's another one that used to come on all the time. And you know what I was, what it was? Um, it was AMC. AMC since, you know, like Fright Fest is October and this month is just Christmas month. So it was Christmas movies after Christmas movies. But you found the name? Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Oh. Played Ellen Griswold. Okay. And now, is it the same mother in all the movies? The same lady? The same actress? I can't remember. She was the one in uh, Christmas, Christmas Christmas Vacation. I can't sure. remember if it's the same. I know it's not Fade on the way, but yeah. I can't remember if it's the same lady or if they switch her out. But, um... But yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. What was a big scene with that one? I know there's a classic. Is it uh, him with the lights? Him with the lights, the the squirrel in the tree. That's okay. Uh, my favorite scene is when the grandma comes in. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what triggered it, but it was like totally something unrelated. And she calmly goes, did I just break wind? <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> what? And every time I see that scene, I just crack the hell up. I just wait for it. Just for it. And she asks it so, so politely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I just break wind? <laughs> what? So yeah, one of the things that's going on with the film, because there's, there's a few layers to it. Like one theme is... is uh, he has in-laws and cousins, uh, especially his cousin Eddie, who drives him nuts. Mm-hmm. He's like a total backwoods hillbilly that insists on. Is sleeping. that Randy Quaid? Yeah, 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 yeah Randy okay, Quaid okay. plays his cousin Eddie. <laughs> uh, he's he's he sleeps. He insists on sleeping in his trailer that he drove <laughs> and parked in the driveway, and he's doing things like emptying the septic tank into oh, the Jesus street. Right, you know, <laughs> freaking out his neighbors because uh, the main character, Chevy Chase's character, Clark Griswold, they live in like a upper middle class neighborhood mm-hmm. and so having you know your cousin pour poop in the street <laughs> and the neighbors are looking at him and he looks up he's like yeah the shitter is full literally that's his quote <laughs> the, the shit is full so that's going on and of course he's worried about his christmas bonus right. um and he's also worried about having the best lights in the neighborhood because you know they, they they judge each other's social status yeah. in the neighborhood over the stuff of course and of course, he has his in-laws as well, and um, you know his his wife's parents are getting a little senile. So it's 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 a lot of layers and a lot of things that crash together right. on this particular holiday. Like only National Lampoon Flick can do. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess okay. So your favorite was you said Christmas Story, right? Yes, everyone should watch it. I think my favorite is still the Tried and True. It's a Wonderful Life, man. Like yeah, like. Uh, I just love it. I love the story. I love the themes. Uh, it's long as shit, though. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I have yet to see It's a Wonderful Life end-to-end. Uh, In life. Yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, oftentimes, I, like, when I was younger, I gave up after the first couple minutes. Like, yeah. Word? Yeah. So, and, uh, no thanks. 
Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my grandmother and I used to watch it every um Christmas Eve. So we watch they play it on channel eleven. And we watch it every Christmas Eve and then fall asleep. And so it's one of those traditional things for me. I don't I haven't watched it in years though, but one of those traditional things for me, of course, you know, every time what every time a bell rings. An angel gets his wing. Angel gets its wing. Yes. <laughs> and uh well I'm not Walter, what's his name? Jimmy Stewart, right? Yes. Jimmy Stewart. I would say Jimmy Stewart was like the the precursor to like uh Tom not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Like just you that, say that, yeah. every man, everyone loves him. Atticus Finch. <laughs> just everybody loves him. Uh, so what else? So, uh, but what, what's uh, it's a wonderful life about for those that so know. so for those who don't know, it's a wonderful life is about I can't remember what his profession was, um, but this just crotchety dude, and then he's just taken to <laughs> to view life. He's I think it's not like the 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 ghost of Christmas past anything like that not like a Christmas Carol but he's doesn't he wish that he doesn't live anymore or something like yeah, that yeah he wants to he kill him exist. yeah he he wants to yeah he wants to dot, jump off a bridge that's what sure. it is yeah, yes. yeah. and so and, uh, guardian the, angel steps in right the guardian angel steps in Clarence hey Clarence yeah I'm sorry I got real excited about Clarence 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 <laughs> Where are you, Clarence? Um, and so <laughs> he he pretty much sees life how life would be without his existence. Yeah. And then I can't remember. <laughs> he sees life without his existence. And then he realizes he wants to be alive again because what is it? It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful life. life. There you go. Boom. <laughs> and so it's just one of those classics, you know, it's classics, it's tradition. And I love it. Oh, another one on our list is heavily debated. Every few years, especially around Christmas time, the debate fires up. People respond. I believe the director responded last year on if it's truly a Christmas movie or not. And that is Die Hard. Yes. Bruce Willis. Yes. Every year, people argue about this, and I don't see what the debate's about. I don't understand it. Totally a Christmas movie. Mm. Why? Yeah. Why is it a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have John McClane, main character, played by Mr. Bruce Willis in his breakout action hero role. Right. And he's divorced, and he's going. He's a NYPD detective, and he's heading out to L.A. to reconcile with his strange wife mm-hmm. uh, on he's basically traveling he's traveling on Christmas Eve to go to his wife's Christmas party at her place of business mm-hmm. uh, which is a big old giant building known as uh, Nakatomi Plaza so you got Christmas theme right uh, happening around Christmas time uh-huh. and someone's who looking to get together and fall back in love or right. rekindle his love with the Christmas spirit right I don't see where the problem is. How is this not a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. How is it not a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll argue that it is. I'll argue that it is as well, because uh, the Christmas themes, uh, 
a lot of Christmas spirit throughout the movie. And uh, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It takes place for Christmas. Yeah. So, of course, you know, it's an action, R-rated action film. So, you know, lots of people get shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things do get blown up. Right. Uh, you got quite the well. big screen debut of Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman. Yes, Mr. Alan Rickman for my <laughs> Harry Potter lovers. Yeah. Snape, I think he was in uh, Harry Potter. Yes. The In charge of the House of Slytherin. Yes. So, uh, yeah. R.I.P., actually. Yes. Alan Rickman. Um, but, yeah, so his first... Big screen debut. Um, actually, that was another episode of that show. I was talking about on Netflix, uh, the movies that raised us. And uh, they were talking about a lot of the background with that. And this was, I guess, Bruce Willis had a few duds that he made, like two or three duds that he made trying to break into movies. Yeah, he was still off of uh, what do you call it? Um, Moonlighting. He was he was he was cast he was casted for this movie while he was still shooting Moonlighting. Oh, okay. actually, so Moonlighting was still going on. He actually almost turned it down, mm-hmm. um, but Fox was going nuts because they offered the role of John McClane to um, Sylvester Stallone, Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and a host of other um, yeah, folks. Yeah, they they all all passed. So Fox was like dying to like secure somebody to do this, and he so but McClane. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis on his way to be John McClane. He turned it down because he didn't want to take a break from Moonlighting. Right. But his his co-star on Moon, Moonlighting, Sybil Shepherd, she was pregnant and she was taking some time off. So they was having a shooting break and he oh. said, why not? I should right. some, some terrorists wow. do this thing. Wow. Little tidbits there. I didn't know that one. Yeah. So I know they were saying that Um, I guess it was supposed to be a straight on two things. It was supposed to be a straight on just like, you know, drama, not really a drama, a dramedy type situation. And um, evidently the book that it was based on was a lot more gruesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> like, uh, so at the end, you know, Hans Gruber falls out of the, they can't catch him and he falls to his death. Evidently in the book, it's a 59-year-old man and his child falls to their death. So it was like little aspects of the book that they changed for the movie, but yeah, it was the, really like gruesome. Yeah, it's not uh, the book to the movie. And the mo- if you, those that want to dig up the book, the book is called uh, Nothing Lasts Forever yeah. um, by Roderick Thorpe. Mm, okay. And so, yeah, just a lot of a lot of tidbits with that. Oh, you had um, Reginald Vell Johnson. Yes, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. And uh, as Sergeant Al Al Powell, so right? Please do not confuse Sergeant Al Powell with a uh, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. <laughs> same same uh, actor, not the same guy, right? But evidently, when they were trying to shop Family Matters, they were now. This is a rumor; I, you can find it online. But they were trying to claim it as a quasi spinoff of his character from Die Hard. I guess. And they, though, so far as they wanted to try to get Bruce Willis to make a guest appearance on the pilot. But it didn't happen. Maybe. I don't know. That's, don't believe it. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It was already who, a spinoff from um, Perfect Strangers. Right. I remember Harriet. Right. And of, and of course, um, Sergeant Al Powell in Die Hard is in L.A. Mm-hmm. And Captain Carl Winslow in Family Matters in Chicago. Chicago, right, 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 right. That was the other part. But they they tried to, you know, spin it off. They tried to capitalize on that aspect, I believe. I can see that. No? Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. Let's, let's uh, piggyback a little bit. <laughs> this successful action movie. Yeah, right. 
And was was John McClane from Chicago? New York. Yeah, okay. I want to think you did yeah. say that. Because he yeah, had the sequel. He's in New York, right? With Sam Jackson? Sam Jackson was the third one. one. Yeah. Okay. When he played a uh, <laughs> <laughs> his character named Jesus. Hey, Zeus! Which is like a running gag in the movie. <laughs> Everyone mispronouncing his name. <laughs> I love but it was Sam in Jackson. Harlem, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Sam Jackson. Right. Oh man. So next up we have this is this is an Andre deep cut. So you gotta talk to me about this. <laughs> it's one of it's one of Jay's favorite characters ever. Yes. Low key. Not even low key. Yes, I have no shame at all <laughs> about my affinity and never dying childhood love <laughs> that still Hold, I still hold dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie yes. the Pooh. Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. Yeah. And he had a... <laughs> <laughs> so he had a Christmas special, Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2, which was actually the... Um, they treated it as the series finale for the new adventures of Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Really? Which is what addicted me, which is how how I got addicted to Winnie the Pooh as a kid. Wait, the cartoon used to come on ABC? Yes. Oh, wow. It was a series finale for... That the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh on okay. ABC, yeah. So Winnie the Pooh and Christmas Two. So Winnie the Pooh and Christmas Two, absolutely a Christmas movie. It's sure. in the name. You sure? Positive, <laughs> positive, positive, positive. Um, but well, like one of the overarching. Before I get into the, well, I'll start with the movie itself. So with the movie itself, you know, they are Christopher Robin, who's like the pretty much the sole human character in the whole Winnie the Pooh world, I guess. And he writes a letter to Santa Claus uh, for him and his friends in the Hundred Acre Woods asking for presents. And, you know, he got the various woodland friends, you know, Rabbit, Eeyore. Rabbit wants a flat new sw- fly swatter to stop the bugs from eating his carrots. Mm. Eeyore wants an umbrella to keep the snow from his house. Tigger, who's the tiger who bounces, wants a, a snowshoe for, to put on his tail so he can bounce in the snow without <laughs> sinking. And Piglet says Santa could bring him whatever Santa feels necessary. Piglet's mm-hmm. not too picky. And Pooh forgets to ask for something. And that's how the whole thing spins off with Pooh trying to they're trying to track down Christopher Robin's letter so they can Pooh can add what he needs. Ah, and okay. Everyone is trying to help him. Got you. And that was that's what I was gonna go to say that before I launched into this, which is that one of the greatest and sweetest things about Winnie the Pooh is every story, whether it's the Christmas story or the old series or the books or even the, the movie that just came out recently, the half CGI movie or the ABC series that I grew up on. All of it is about friendship. Oh, it's all about friendship. So, Aww. and they got, and they got, look, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's sweet. Aww. Gives you candy, touches you and your soul. <laughs> but, but you think about it, you got the whole crew. So you got Pooh Bear, who's not too bright. But he has a heart of gold. Okay. Piglet, who's like super small and he's scared of everything and always needs to be comforted. Eeyore, who's like a bit of a downer, always looking in the worst of anything, but his friends still love him anyway. Mm. Uh, Rabbit, who's super anal and he's always nitpicking and freaking out over everything. And Tigger, who's just loves to have fun, regardless of how reckless or <laughs> reckless he may get. So even that can get a little annoying because, you know, he's in your house, he's breaking stuff, right. but he's having a good time. Uh, but in the midst of all this, they're all trying to be friends and they're always looking to help each other. So everyone is accepted regardless of their varying personalities. And okay. it's, it's awesome and it's sweet. 
Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you want for those for you, some of you folks out there that may have kids and stuff, bring them into Winnie the Pooh. Right. Join the club and uh, check out Winnie the Pooh and Christmas, too. OK. Yeah. Cool. All right. So now let's do a lightning round. Yeah. I'm just throw out a whole bunch of just on the Google searches, a whole bunch of 90s, 80s Christmas movies. And you're going to give me a, something about just stop me at when you want to say something about it and give me a line from it or anything. And I think you know where I'm headed with this because one of them sure, sure. is a line that you used to scream in high school all the time. It used to <laughs> get guess. us in trouble and make me laugh. I guess. <laughs> so, OK, 96, Jingle All the Way. We got 92, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. We got <laughs> we got Jack Frost. You remember Jack Frost? I don't remember Jack Frost. Jack Frost was Michael Keaton, and he turned into oh yes, yes, yes. He he turned into yeah. Okay, yeah, he turned into a snowman or some crap like that. Ah, yes, it is nineteen ninety eight. That was ninety eight. I thought it was earlier than that. Jesus and all Christ. I remember is something. <laughs> all I remember, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember from the commercials him being on a snowboard and just like propelling snowballs at people. It was the craziest shit. Yeah, I happily forgot that. <laughs> we got I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh, that's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. We weren't. No, the I, Preacher's Wife. Son, you remember The Preacher's Wife? I didn't watch that. No. No? No. That, was, that was Denzel, right? Yeah, Denzel, yeah, yeah. Whitney, and uh, Courtney B. Vance. Nope, did not watch that. No? Nope. And <laughs> The Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Popo yes. Yeah, that that is that's awesome. The Santa Claus is a is a good Christmas movie. The Santa Claus, <laughs> Tim Allen. That's like that's like one of his biggest movies ever. So, oh, fun fact: didn't they have like a porn phone number or something that they gave in yes, that movie? Yes. And it was uh, real. Yeah, it was it. Damn, I can't remember the. Hold on, because I actually was like laughing at that like two weeks ago. They had like a whole throwback. Uh, YouTube video on the uh, the Santa Claus. Uh, for those that don't know about the the Santa Claus, it's a a movie came out in the nineties starring Tim Allen as this businessman, and he's estranged from his family, and Santa Claus falls off his roof and pretty much dies. Right, and Tim Allen picks up his card and in the process of trying to make his kid feel better because his kid's with him uh-huh. starts becoming literally Santa Claus. Like right. he starts to get fat and he starts growing hair and, and all this stuff. worried gets, about him, think he's going nuts. Yeah, he's, he's transported to the North Pole and meets all the elves. The reindeer's mm-hmm. driving there like on autopilot. <laughs> it's a whole big, <laughs> big, big shenanigan filled thing. But in the midst of this, he does like a little subtle joke uh, and he's, I think it's one eight hundred spank me. I think yeah, he says. something like that. Yeah, something yeah, like one yeah. eight. He says, yeah, you know, someone, a secretary says something to him, and he responds like, oh yeah, why don't you just dial one eight hundred spank me? <laughs> and people actually dialed the number, and it was Children. an actual um, porn hotline for phone sex. Right, <laughs> and that's that's gone in the annals of film history. Yes. And Disney freaked out. Disney, <laughs> Disney produced a the thing. They actually removed the line from subsequent releases. And <laughs> I wonder if they kept it in Disney Plus because, like, it seems like with Disney Plus, they're keeping shit in there, and it's maybe just like they'll put a disclaimer. In. I haven't, like, I haven't, I haven't checked on Disney Plus, but mm-hmm. I would say maybe because after you know Disney got their hate mail and and calls and letters from parents and such, they bought the the line. 
Oh, really? They bought, they bought the phone number and crashed <laughs> it. So they do technically own the number now. Right. Is that what you call it? Wow. That is funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's those tidbits you, would, you wouldn't hear anywhere else. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's, let's buy them. Just buy the number. Let's stop the rage. <laughs> oh, my God. That is funny. So what else we got? Oh, Home Alone 2, which also is a Christmas movie. With, uh, with Trump in it, yes. Yeah, with Trump in it. Right, right, right. He lost, Home sh- Alone 2 lost in New York. <laughs> he didn't give a shit about the kid, eh? <laughs> um, we got Miracle on 34th Street. Believe it or not, I've never seen this movie. I saw it. I I thought it was silly even when I was younger. Oh, really? Uh, two reasons. What's that? Uh, one of them, one of the things that Santa prove, tries to prove to the little girl that he's uh, as a kid. And this, I, this is, I thought it was absurd even when I was little. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, he asks the little girl to pull his beard. And she tanks, she tugs on it. Yes. And he goes, ouch. <laughs> you don't like Santa being hurt. No, but it's like, how is that prove you Santa Claus? <laughs> like some kid touches your bed, you go, ouch, shit. You must be Santa Claus. Like, like, word? Yeah, ouch. I can see yeah. young Dre. Yeah, like, I'm like, what? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what? He said, ouch, so what? Yeah. yeah. So what? Ouch. <laughs> and she's like, whoa, he's Santa Claus. But, uh, but the other thing is like, I. That really screwed up the movie scene. No, I'm not entirely. <laughs> I thought it was absurd. But okay, okay. Nah, but what what kind of like, because like the whole thing is about, you know, is Santa Claus real? Yeah. And I actually never believed in Santa Claus. Oh. And I did not believe in Santa Claus because my mom used to give me my presents and say, I bought this for you. Right. <laughs> I, I, I work. This is from your mother. Right. And here you go. <laughs> my money. Yeah. Uh, so no, not some fat white random person <laughs> did not bring you these presents. Chimney and down your chimney. Did you even have a chimney? I don't no, think I had a chimney. Yeah, no, yeah, and that was also know. the other thing. I was like, yeah, yeah there's no <laughs> chimney. <laughs> that's, that's why they used to have the joke like, yeah, you know, in black neighborhoods, Santa Claus comes through the window. <laughs> ah, right, very much. <laughs> oh my god. So what else? So oh, there's some other. The ref. Do you remember the ref? Mm-mm. Dude. So the ref, I can't go into specific details, but I'm a huge Dennis Leary fan. It's Dennis Leary, and he's a, um, a robber burglar. Mm-hmm. And through just a few mishaps, and it's on Christmas, he's um, he's robbing this house. And he has two hostages, and then just comedy ensues from there. But the ref was pretty good. Um, from what I remember of it, but that was a Christmas movie. Um, they're saying it's a Christmas movie. It's not, but you know, there's one of my favorites and I break out in song every time it's mentioned. Um, but it did come out Christmas 97 and that's Beauty and the Beast. That is top three Disney movie for me, but Beauty and Beast, a Christmas movie. How? I don't know. It looks Christmassy right here on on this poster. And I guess it came out Christmas. Who said that? It's the list. It says popular Christmas movies of the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) If that's a Christmas movie, that was definitely a Christmas movie. (laughs) But it didn't take place during Christmas, so we'll skip that one. Uh, Let's see. Borrowed Hearts. I don't remember that. Frosty Returns, 1982. Nope. Don't know. Grandmother's House We Go. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, Patty Duke. No, no, I, no, I was thinking about. I was thinking about. Uh, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Yes, how can we forget that one? Yeah, that one. Um, what else? We got. Look who's talking now. I do remember that taking place during Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? Nah. nah. It says Batman Returns. Batman Returns definitely Christmas 
was a it's Christmas time ish. Time ish, but it's not a Christmas movie. No, it came out around Christmas time too. Uh, Babes in Toyland. I never saw that. I know that was a popular one. That's um, with uh, Laurel and Hardy, right? Huh? That's the one with Laurel and Hardy, Babes in Toyland. Yeah, yeah, that's a Christmas movie. No, that's definitely yeah, yeah, a Christmas movie. I watched the hell out of that. I don't remember it. Toys came to life, and that was exciting for me. That was it, right? Yeah. <laughs> toys came to life. Oh, yeah. man, they're playing with the toys, and yeah. the toys are playing back. Yeah. Whoa. Nope. <laughs> type of shit to freak me out. <laughs> oh, toys coming to life? Nope. Um, oh, there's something. I don't, I've never seen this before. Mrs. Scrooge with Cecily Tyson. <laughs> nope. Did not know no. that even existed. <laughs> Came out in 1997. What list is this? <laughs> Google. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. That was a Christmas movie. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Freaked me the fuck out as well. Uh, what else? Of course, The Nutcracker. Yeah. Home for the Holidays. Die Hard is here. Absolutely. All Dogs. All Dogs. An All Dogs Christmas Carol. What is that? They dogs barking jingle bells? It was a, it was a, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. Talking about that. First off, it was a spinoff from All Dogs Go to Heaven. But with these Christmas carols. So I don't hear it in New York as much. But in Orlando, every year you would hear on the radio the cats uh, singing, I think, Silent Night. <laughs> and the dogs. And it would be on the radio. like It would be a track. Like, oh, Requested track is da, 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 the cat singing Silent Night. The dog singing uh, Jingle Bells, I think the dog say. What is that? People just outside doing this? No, it was on the radio. Oh. <laughs> it was on the radio and it would be like the full song. Okay. <laughs> so that's a little little deep cut. Robert Holly deep cut. Christmas in Orlando. Right. And so what else? Anything else you can think of? <laughs> <laughs> I expected a full song style. <laughs> All right, so to wrap this up, uh, our high recommendations for Christmas films to see. What are your top two that you would say, boom, have to be seen? Show, show your babies, make your mama sit down and watch it. So show your babies, make your mama sit down. I would have to say, because, you know, you don't want to freak mama out with with death. Um, <laughs> no gremlins. Uh, yeah, yeah, that might freak mama out. So, you know, you can watch gremlins on your own. I definitely have my mother. You know my mom. My mom's not watching. No, my, my mom has seen gremlins, but she's not going to sit with me. You, you know my mother would talk shit, though. <laughs> what yeah. the hell is this? Yes. I do that just for a laugh. Yes. <laughs> so I guess that's subjective. So I don't know. It depends on the, on your mama. Right, right, right. Depends right, on your mama. Right. Some people's mama would love to see the death, but <laughs> I'm gonna go based on my personal experience. My mama will not <laughs> sit through. No, nah, she's not gonna sit through death. She she has seen Gremlins. Right. But she's not gonna necessarily um, sit through um, okay. people getting maimed in the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> right. So, right. so I'm gonna have to say uh, a Christmas story. Okay. All right, because you know. My Red Rider BB gun was a Super Nintendo. My mom totally would remember me harassing her everywhere I can. Yeah. Uh, starting from May leading to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my hands on a Super Nintendo. Right. And uh, for those that want to just get the kids in on it, I would say uh, Winnie the Pooh win Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so I'd say... 
definitely I could sit down with my daughter and even though my daughter's crazy critical about everything because she's <laughs> a teenager now <laughs> um, and my mom watching Home Alone uh, especially since I remember like I said fond memories actually it's funny my mother took me to see Home Alone 2 one and my dad took me to see Home Alone 2 my father was not a movie theater person at all and we saw it another <laughs> Mr. Joe would have wanted the bootleg <laughs> right, right 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 yeah my father was king of oh <laughs> Oh, the bootlegs, forget about it. Boy, go get that. You can watch it as many times as you want. (laughs) But if it's a New York deep cut, this is the first time I went to Sunrise Movie Theater, bro. Yes. (laughs) The glorious Sunrise Movie Theater. Yeah, this is the first in Queens, New York, the first movie theater I've ever seen in life with a metal detector. That is the only theater I've ever seen back with a metal detector (laughs) at 36 years of age. Really? Rest in peace, Sunrise Movie Theater. Right. Rest in peace, Sunrise Movie Theater in Queens. But yeah, so uh, the Home Alone movie. And then I would, I think my mother would get a good laugh out of National Lampoon's Christmas. My daughter, again, would be over all of these movies. But my mother would get a good laugh out of those two. Home Alone and National Lampoon. So I'm going to go with that for just a good old family movie to sit down, watch it all generations and whatnot. That's my recommendation. Right. So uh, this has been Robert Holly And Andre Irving. And this is the Robin Dre Talk Stuff podcast christmas movie edition jingle jingle bells you could catch us at you can catch me robert at robert graveshift on instagram so that's r-o-b-a-t grave g-r-a-v-e shift s-h-i-f-t on twitter and instagram and you can catch me and drop any comments you may want on my twitter account dre at graveshift d-r-e-a-t G-R-A-V-E-S-H-I-F-T. And you know what else we post this? And I don't think we've ever shouted it out during any of our podcasts, which is horrible. The Rob's Watching Facebook. Yes. Because that's really where a lot of conversation happens. Um, We encourage you to converse with us on all of them. Share, share, share. Yeah, and plop in your own Christmas movies, whatever your or your holiday movies, because we know we got people with different uh, denominations and things out there. So you know, definitely, let us know. Definitely. So this has been Robin Drake Talk Stuff Podcast, and uh, peace out, son. Toodles. <laughs>